0: hello everybody and welcome back to everybody's favorite hollywood podcast it's holly joe hello i'm ryan and as usual i'm joined by the glowing the gambling professional it's armin hi armin hey Ryan. um I,
1: I love what you've been doing lately. I feel like this hasn't been the first time you've done this, where you take what we talk about before the podcast mm-hmm. and spin it into your intro. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, zero context. They have no idea what you're talking about, but it's mm-hmm. a it's a little gift to me. It's an inside joke, if you will. Not quite a joke, but maybe a, just nod, a nod to our conversations.
0: A callback, yeah. because Because exactly. like, they don't know or care why you are good at gambling, but... You're the one going to Vegas. I'm the one going to Vegas, and I want you to, like, come and count cards for me. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't, don't count cards. Don't after. throw that out there. The
1: Vegas, uh, you know, mafia is going to come after
0: me. It's okay. <laughs> I won't win. I still will somehow not win, so it's fine. What's your game? Oh, I only play blackjack, strictly. Okay.
1: Do you know, like, how to play blackjack?
0: I know how to play blackjack. I, okay. I played it, like, my whole life, like, for fun with my family, And then now every time I go to Tahoe, I play, but Tahoe's way lower stakes than like Vegas. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just fun. I don't know. I think it's fun. And it's like, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. Right. (laughs) Right. Which is like (laughs) Like a uh, lot of games, (laughs) famously any game. But, um, (laughs) I, I know the strategy of it. Like I know like how to read like the, like the dealer's cards or like people around these cards, stuff like that. But, Sometimes I'm just like whatever. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated
1: than just getting to 21 or the nearest to 21. Yeah, there's it's a like a lot more complicated.
0: There's like levels to it. I, I I just play for fun. In Tahoe they give you free drinks. I don't know in Vegas if they give you free drinks. Oh yeah. Leaving.
1: That's one of the I mean that's or, one of the benefits of sitting around the table. Yeah. That's how they get you to stay.
0: Yeah, cuz I'm drunk. Free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um one of my worst blackouts ever and worst hangovers ever was when I won $200 gambling. Cause I was like drinking, getting all their free drinks, but it was like rat poison vodka, basically.
1: <laughs> right. Right. It's and the then, cheapest in plastic bottles.
0: It was so bad, but I won. And so then my older brother and I went out afterwards cause I was like, I'm rich. I won like $200 and blew it all within minutes. Yeah, probably. I don't even know. And then the worst hangover I've ever had in my entire life. And my family went on a boat the next day on Lake Tahoe. And I was, I've never been more miserable in my life. I was, like, green. So I'm a little nervous to drink at casinos now. But I
1: still insist that you try craps. It's a little complicated. You need someone with you that's played many times before. Maybe that person will be me someday. We've talked about this before, like, my love of craps. But we don't want to bore the listeners with, you know, gambling talk because we know everyone's
0: really here to talk about celebrities gambling. Maybe we'll do, like, a spinoff about gambling, a Holly Shook gambling spinoff. That no one will listen to. Celebs uh, gambling. But, there's just not enough celebrity gambling content. There's not. But you know what? There is plenty of content on that people will listen to. It's Sex in the City. And it's the girls. And the girls are back, baby. All four of them. All four of them. And it's so silly and so stupid. But obviously the internet went ablaze last week when it was announced that our girl Samantha jones kim kachal she's making her comeback to the world's worst television show and (laughs) just like that did you Um, watch the
1: first season of
0: course i watched the first season it was so bad it's so bad and i love it (laughs) um the next season starting soon i think it comes out maybe in june yeah do we have it in the notes sometime in june Sometime in June. Sometime soon. We're in June. Oh, no.
1: I think it's July. I think it's July.
0: There's already two trailers out for it, which is not necessary because (laughs) there's not enough plot for there to be two trailers. There's a teaser trailer. Then there's trailer number one. Trailer number two is coming Mm -hmm. out soon. But it was announced um, last week, I believe, that Kim Cattrall will reprise her role On one episode, and the specific episode is the finale of, (laughs) and just like that, she will only appear in one scene. And apparently, it's a scene that she she is talking to Carrie on the phone,
1: FaceTime,
0: London, or wherever she is.
1: Apparently, she shot it in New York, but yeah, is I think is Sam Joe. I want to say Sam Joe's in Paris, according to the show.
0: Yes, Um, which is ironic because.
1: Carrie moved to Paris, right?
0: At the very yeah. end of the series. With the Russian. Wasn't With she the Russian. Russian? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Marishnikov. Hated, hated that guy. Um, <laughs> so the best part of it is that she's on... She, the phone call is between her and Carrie, but they never actually filmed it together. They never interacted. It's strictly like... K- Carrie's filming her dialogue somewhere, and Kim Cattrall is... <laughs> Filming her dialogue elsewhere, and then the editors are editing it together. So it's the bare minimum and it's amazing. It's amazing. What are your thoughts on it? Is it worth it? Is it is it just a PR stunt? Is it a money grab? What are your thoughts? I wanna rewind a little bit, go back in the timeline here
1: to contextualize my thoughts. Sure. Because the reason why this is so significant to a degree in my view. I mean, obviously it's you know not as significant as like where uh, Olivia Jade, you know, would party post uh college admission scandal, you know that. Some of the most hard-hitting news we've covered on this podcast. Um but the reason why I think this is so significant is because obviously there's this long-standing feud between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker and, and maybe even other cast members and definitely just the show as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. And uh for our listeners out there who, you know, may not be aware or you may be new to this podcast, um we have an ongoing series where we cover historic Hollywood scandals. Um Ryan once upon a time covered Kim Catrol versus Sarah Jessica Par- Parker feud in the city. We titled that episode Oh, great name. January 19th, 2021. Go back in the feed and listen to it if you'd like. So this is like a follow-up to like a two-hour
0: podcast we did two years ago. I forgot that that was like only, yeah, we did that just just about two years ago. Two years ago. And that was it's, a fun one. I've never done more research in my life than for that. Podcast. <laughs> How many pages of notes did you have? Many. <laughs> more than two? More than two. and I was home for... Yes, you were i remember i did it at my parents home which was like so embarrassing i remember because your mom came home during the middle of the podcast and she started talking to you while we were potting (laughs) and i was like hello i'm clearly doing something (laughs) um yeah if you guys if you guys are interested in the the history of this feud and why uh samantha jones coming back on the show is mind-blowing then you should definitely go listen to the, that podcast because we will tell you every absolute intricate detail that you don't really need to know, but it's fun to know about this. Feud.
1: That podcast was fun for many reasons. You know, one of them obviously being us reminiscing about the show because we both like the sh- show so much. Um, but the other reason why it was so much fun is because like we would go through the feud, right? And even though I was generally pro Sam Joe, Kim Control you know how much I love Sam Joy. I feel like she's the heart of Sex in the City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But like there would be moments where we'd go, oh, but SJP has a point there. And mm-hmm. then we'd go, no, but Kim Cattrall is right. And I think we ultimately settled on the fact that SG- SJP appears kind of like maybe toxic behind the scenes. Maybe, you know, someone um, that was um, not instigating the feud, but like definitely was not totally in the right. I don't remember all the details. Um this I is making for a like, great podcast, but
0: <laughs> it was a good it was a good um episode. But I think we were I think we came up with like SJP just couldn't ever fathom being the mean girl or like having a right. bad look in the media. So it was very uh-huh, not, that's what it was. Like, altered to be like, Well, Kim Cattrall's a diva and like she's a bitch and like blah blah blah. But it's like really she yes. just was like I don't want to do the show anymore because I've done it for a thousand years and I'm done, essentially. Yes, it was
1: less that she instigated the feud. It was that she poured gasoline on something that shouldn't have been a feud. There was like a little bit of smoke, maybe a tiny bit of fire. But because of like SJP's unwillingness to like take responsibility or accountability for her own part in whatever was going on. And she always had to frame herself, like you said, as the good, good guy in the situation. She can't be the mean girl. And she would work the media. She was great at media relations. That meant someone had to be the bad guy. And Kim Cattrall would take like hit after hit in the media. There'd be like leaked um, comments from like PAs,
0: right? Like there'd be like
1: PAs that said Kim
0: Cattrall is difficult on set. Right. Which like how much did they pay the PA to say that? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And you could tell that SJP was trying to make sure she looked good in the media. And Kim Cattrall could see through the phoniness you know it seemed like anyway long story short kim cattrall obviously is done with sjp done with the show for the most part except for the fact that they know how much they need her Mm -hmm. even if just for one scene so Mm -hmm. you know they must have paid her so much money and that this is why this is hilarious kim cattrall was like under no circumstances am I coming back. I don't want to interact with these people. Um, I don't want to be associated with this show. But the first season was a huge flop. Nobody really liked it. No. A lot of people missed Sam Joe because, like I said, she is the heart of the show. So you know what happened? They said, okay, you don't have to interact with the showrunner. You don't have to interact with SJP. Just film your scene. <laughs> On just your end in your apartment. <laughs> and we'll throw it into a FaceTime. Out. Probably gave her millions of dollars to do it. I mean, shout out to Kim Control. Talk mm-hmm. about working it. You yep. know what I mean?
0: Yep. Get that what are pay- your thoughts? Get that paycheck, honey. And I just to me, it's giving desperate on the show's part, not yes. on the part. Because this show is bad. Like it's bad. Awesome. And uh, I hated it there. Nothing really made sense. Nothing really happened. It's not, it's not at all like similar to the, to the original show, which obviously it's not going to be similar. Like it's not gonna be the same, but there's just, it's just, it's almost like two different shows that just happen to the same actors. Like, the characters are... I don't know. It's just bad. I, I think so, the my main problem with it is that the dialogue is so cringy. Oh, it's so cringe. And a show
1: that relies so heavily on talking. Like, there's no action set pieces in Sex and the City. Right. You know what I mean? Or and just like that. But I think one of the best things about the original version of the show, it would just be the four of them talking mm-hmm. at breakfast, recounting mm-hmm. the you know, the night before when they were at a, you know, club in Manhattan and, and they just have, you know, great banter and it's fun Mm -hmm. and it's
0: witty. And the new show was not anything like that. No. And I feel like they tried to do that with the new show, but then they like also tried to be like 2020, like (laughs) 2020, like woke, like we're like in and hip. And I'm like, you don't have to be in and hip. Like you can still talk like 50 year old women, like are talking like right and i'm not saying my mom is anything similar to carrie bradshaw but like her and her friends just sit around and talk like normal people like i don't know i'm just like it was so forced and the problem was couching every single conversation with like
1: wait are we like acknowledging every community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are we you know what i mean and which by the way there's nothing wrong obviously you want to be as inclusive as possible you and me are both like that but you don't talk like that. You know what I mean? You don't no. sit there like, wait, did we were we as inclusive as we could possibly be in this conversation? You try to be as respectful as you
0: can, no doubt. But like, come on. It was so cringy. The whole it thing. It was so cringe. And someone told me actually last week brought it up, and I thought this was a good point. Was that <clears throat> because obviously looking back on the original show, there are certain like things that didn't age well, but like right. okay. And looking back at any show from, like, the 90s, early 2000s, like, a lot of them didn't age well, quote-unquote. So someone was like, because of the, you know, way people are talking about the old show, they're trying to overcompensate by being overly inclusive, overly politically correct, overly, like, we are, like, good people and are in on the know, but it's just too much. It's so terrible. If I remember correctly,
1: and correct me if I'm wrong here, in the original show there was a whole episode where don't talk Carrie, about season two finale. I I don't remember if it was that episode, but it's there's a whole episode where Carrie is basically going on about how she she believes there's no way you can like both boys and girls. You either just like boys or you just like girls. She says right. something to that effect, yeah. Right? In retrospect, totally problematic, totally untrue. Mm-hmm. I can see Carrie Bradshaw growing, but she wouldn't talk about it in the way that she talked about it in the new show, if that makes sense. She would just yep. evolve her position to understand that people are sexually fluid. Right. You know, and it's so and I think that's what was so cringy about it, is like the way they would say it. Like mm-hmm. it just wasn't how human beings
0: talk. And obviously, like I think like it's- a PSA, it
1: was a constant fucking PSA.
0: It started off strong with, like, obviously the plot twist of episode one of and just like that, that nobody saw coming. Is it the Peloton thing? Yeah, the Peloton drama. Okay.
1: <laughs> I love how we just have to say Peloton. We know And
0: then, we know. like, it just was nothing after that. And I'm like, ugh, I don't know. It was just so disappointing. Obviously, I watched every single episode the night that it came out. I but, thought the uh, Miranda plot stuff was pretty, I mean, that's moving the plot forward a lot. Yes. Miranda it, stuff, yes, and I hate that because I'm a Steve Stan. Sure. Um, but like Che Diaz is like basically just a giant meme online at this <laughs> yeah. point, I mean, and to no fault of the actor, I have no clue of the actor's work it's at all. Ramirez, I, I don't Grey's know. Anatomy and Broadway fame. Ah, uh, see, I'm I i did not watch Grey's Anatomy. Uh. Um, No, Sada Ramirez is amazing. I discovered them from Broadway, like when I was in middle Mm. or high school or middle school, and then they got cast on Grey's Anatomy, and they were my favorite character, and were amazing. See, I don't um, think they're a bad actor. I think the material was just awful. No, the material's awful, but it's like makes me sad because I'm like, no. I mean, (laughs) Grey's Anatomy is also very like campy, over the top too, but right. um, No, the character is just so annoying, and it's the same thing. It's like the. Hey, wanna smoke a pot really quick? And Miranda's like, <laughs> I don't do those things, but sure. Not. Like it's like so stupid. I'm like, it's oh my god. Straight dude. up like a chat GPT wrote the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like there's
1: there's something resembling humanity, but you could tell this isn't humanity. This is just not how two humans speak.
0: But it, it was, was writers, so actually maybe we don't need to make a deal with the writers. Maybe the writer strike should keep <laughs> no, going. On right. <laughs> at least the writers on this show should not get their jobs back. I'm sorry. I right. won't well, have to say it. Purely for, for quality
1: of the work, though. Um, broadly speaking, though, solidarity with, with the writers. WG. No,
0: obviously support. God, WGA. don't make a joke, right? Jeez, yes. don't be so politically incorrect. <laughs> the, the writers will be so angry about that joke. But <laughs> I'm hoping, here's my hope. I'm hoping that they took notice and took um, into, a, into account how awful the reviews and how terribly they got torn apart online and shifted and maybe like are getting back to basics with the show. Who's to say we'll see. They also introduced a lot of new characters, which is fine, but it's like, I don't care about any of those characters really. And like, I don't know. They just need to like figure it out.
1: I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Patricia field of it all. Uh, This is something that's been very important to Camille for a couple (laughs) years. Um, So I have to mention it. And I think it adds a lot of juice to the drama. I don't know if you brought this angle up um during your review of the the, the feud, but I also think when you reviewed the feud the new show hadn't been announced. And yeah, so yeah. yeah so that's probably why you didn't talk about this. Okay, Patricia Field, iconic costume designer, did Sex in the City, won numerous awards for her work, also did Devil's Where Devil Wears Prada. Yes iconic for its costuming yes uh emily in paris many other you know shows and movies okay so patricia field here is an interesting addition to the kim cattrall versus sjp feud patricia field didn't come on to be a costume designer for and just like that many people presume because she is Kim Cattrall's like BFF, loves Kim Cattrall. Like mm-hmm. if we had Patricia Field on the podcast to discuss the feud, easily pro Kim Cattrall. Like there'd be no question, not like us kind of waffling or trying to see all the sides and decide sure. for the feud. Kim, uh, Patricia Field would say pro Kim. Okay. Okay.
0: Go go Patresh.
1: Didn't come for season two either, so Patricia Field didn't costume. The first season is not costuming. The second season of, of and just like that despite doing all despite doing both movies rye despite doing uh sex in the city she knew it was gonna be trash no no because of the kim cattrall thing and and this is the evidence patricia field did come back for season two for one scene patricia field costumed sam joe for the facetime which i think is fucking hilarious that i mean it's a facetime you're just seeing like basically the neck up but patricia field did the costume design for sam joe for the one scene i wonder what it's gonna be <laughs> like what the what the dress is gonna be yeah like <clears throat> well you also, know it's gonna be great you know a lot of people talk shit on the costuming of the first season uh-huh, of and yeah. just like that they were like gary doesn't dress this poorly what
0: yeah i think like well, but I think the scene is going to be a FaceTime but we're still going to get a full body like set mm-hmm. and lighting for for Kim control Like they'll, like film in like wherever she was. Fair enough. Good point. Like we'll see her side up, of the FaceTime. Getting like a half FaceTime of Kim Control. She's not coming back for that. That'd be so funny. <laughs> that would
1: actually be hilarious though if we just saw her on a screen for like 90 seconds. <laughs> I'd watch. It'd be worth
0: it still. But it's just <laughs> I'm excited that Patricia Field is coming back for a 90 second scene. um, And she's going to blow it out of the park. I'm sure but like, she's going to win.
1: She's going to win a golden globe just for those 90 seconds. Golden
0: globe for Kim Cattrall too. Um, (laughs) uh, I think it's just, it's so funny that they also like clarified, like they could have just been like Kim Cattrall is coming back for season two Mm -hmm. and made us like kind of wait to see in what, in what aspect she's going to be there. But I love that they just announced it all at once. Like she's in one scene and it's in the last episode of the season. And that would have been
1: so down. agonizing though, if they're like Kim control is coming back for season two, there's going to be 11 episodes. We're watching episode one, two, it's suddenly Wait. episode seven, eight, uh, what the hell is happening? And it's it's going to be the penultimate scene. episode. Where, where is she? It's episode 10. It comes back for the 11th episode.
0: I just wonder if, I mean, I hope the show doesn't come back at all, but I wonder if she would would even consider then being part of it after this, like if it's received well. I don't know. She's not going to be in the same do. room as SJP. And that's what I love about Kim Cattrall
1: is this conviction. She's not even going to fake it. Yeah. I love
0: that about her, you know? Go Kim. Go Kim. I'm so pro Kim. I need to rewatch the show. I need to rewatch the show.
1: Let's do it. Yeah, I just I don't think that, you know, Kim Cattrall and SJP will be falling in love anytime soon. But you know who is falling <sighs> in
0: love? Did you like that? God damn it. That was good, right? That was good. You even caught me by surprise.
1: <laughs> well, um, this is a, kind of an old story by this point, but we want to talk about it. Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney maybe the latest co-stars to be falling in love on set. This is a Hollywood tradition like Mm -hmm. no other. A lot of famous examples, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, uh, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. This is just what happens in Hollywood. Those two couples obviously together forever, basically at this point. Um, Zendaya and Tom Holland. Zendaya and Tom Holland. Um, But there's a lot of also like shorter term trysts that are exciting, right? Yeah. ones that just happened for the duration of, of shooting. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this. This is, you know, a fresh out the oven kind of story. They are filming a rom-com called Anyone But You, or I think it's already done filming, but they were filming it. I think they were filming it in Australia. Lots of chemistry between the two. This was very obvious, actually. Yeah. Because they'd be posting reels, you know, of, of them together hanging out. They'd be posting IG pics. Even going out, you know, uh, with their families. I think it was Glenn Powell's family came out to visit him. And she's, you know, out with the fam. And it's mm-hmm. not like a bunch of other co-stars are there. It's Glenn, Sydney, and, and the fam. Lots of chemistry. Selfies looking just as happy as can be. She's glowing. He's glowing. Um, but here's the thing. that You know, no problem with that. Usually. Usually, right? You know? If you if you fall in love,
0: if, if you have a chemistry attraction, it's all good. Except... No one can be mad at you for like hanging out outside of set too. Like okay, yeah. you're friends, all great. Yeah, but here is the twist: Glenn Powell, girlfriend at the time. Update on that later. Sydney Sweeney, boyfriend.
1: <laughs> so this is where we get a Hollywood scandal,
0: which I didn't know that she had a boyfriend either.
1: Me neither. I don't know a lot about Sydney Sweeney. I don't watch Euphoria. I saw her, obviously, on White Lotus. She was good in that. Um, yeah. But I don't know much about her generally. Uh, but I guess she has a, a fiancé. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading up on my notes here. Uh, a
0: vape design businessman. Wow. That sounds made up, but okay.
1: I wish listeners
0: could have seen your face and your what? That's a vape design businessman?
1: How do you like what? How many designs are there of vapes? I feel like it's a pretty simple design. You know, it's yeah, straightforward. They look, they look the same, but okay. Maybe he's he's coming up with something fresh and innovative. I don't know. No, I doubt it. <laughs> His name is Jonathan Davino. Of course not. Um, <laughs> well, anyway. Um, the lovey doveyness was kind of over the top between the two of them on it was. social media. It was. It really was. And then suddenly, Glenn Powell's girlfriend, this is like back in April at this point, we just want to talk about this because it's so up our wheelhouse. His girlfriend, I, I'm probably pronouncing this incorrectly, but her name was Jahan Marie Gigi Paris. Oh, God. <laughs> Unfollowed Sidney Sweeney. Okay. And then the next day... She unfollowed Glenn Powell and then posted to the grid with a caption saying, know your worth and on to the next. Hmm. So, you know, we have this this stew of material. We still Hmm. don't know the truth, by the way. This is two months later. We still don't know really what happened. We don't know what's happening. I'm sure there will be updates to come, especially when
0: the movie finally comes out. I don't know when it's actually coming out. Oh yeah. It's going to, it's, it's all going to come back to the forefront. Once the movies starts getting press and stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's giving, it's giving, um, don't worry, darling. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And mm. there's stuff out like interviews where they're like being flirty and people are like, Ooh, and then like, Jahan Paris Gigi Hadid or whatever the fuck her name is is gonna be like, <laughs> ah, like she's gonna post something else. Yes. Jonathan Devino's new vape is gonna drop and it's gonna have some. Right. Name. It's all gonna happen at once. Well, it's funny that you mentioned also the
1: vape drop thing because I remember when the Don't Worry Darling thing was all happening, and we started to like map out all the different like business opportunities yeah. and press opportunities yeah. that were happening around all of the cast and it was like oh wait Harry Styles is like promoting a new album slash world tour and you know Florence Pugh is doing this and then we realized wait what if this is just all a ploy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to just broadly promote
0: all of their like personal business interests it which worked. we also have discussed before of like everything is PR and everything is PR in Hollywood so I'm like also, I had this theory about this of like Sydney Sweeney's fairly popular, but like I wouldn't say she's like household, you know. No. Like, if you watch her on the couple shows she's on, you know her. Same with Glenn Powell. He's very not well known, other than being in Top Gun, who which obviously was like the biggest movie of the year, but
1: it's the mom and dad film. test, right? If you ask mom and dad who's this person, do yeah. they
0: know them or not, that Nobody. tells you if they're a household name.
1: My parents yeah. have no idea about either of them. Yeah.
0: So, to me, it's like, okay, they're two, like, obviously hot people who are, like, up and coming. Not up and coming, but, like, you know. No, definitely. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, like, yeah. They're there, but they're not huge. But they're, if you know, you know type people. On the way up. On the way yeah. up. So, to me, the casting was really interesting of, like, they're neither of them are, like, leading names as of yet to mm-hmm. me. So, I'm, like, I think, honestly, this whole, like them falling in love and then the relationships breaking up thing was to get buzz around a movie that probably would kind of fly under the radar other otherwise, or like people would kind of like, just be like, wait, what? Whereas now, like a lot of people know that the movie is happening. And when it gets like trailers released and like starts getting like promoted, people are already going to remember like, oh yeah, that's the movie where like those two people were like being flirty mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think it's really smart. I think it's a little, um, calculated mm-hmm. but i mean n- n- none of us would have heard about this movie yet no. had this not happened and even when like trailers dropped and stuff i think people might have just been like eh, maybe if it's on netflix i'll watch it or whatever but this now is- i think there's already a buzz around it and like kind of i like and i like both of them and i follow both of them on instagram so i'll be watching now that i know it's happening <laughs>
1: I think this is the way, like, for rom-coms basically to market themselves at this point. Like, not every rom-com can pull this off because, like you said, you need, like, two hot young stars on the way up willing mm-hmm. to do this. <laughs> willing willing to yeah. orchestrate. Um, but think about it. All the marketing dollars for every distributor, you know, are put towards the big superhero movies, right? Look right. at every studio. They're put. They're pouring hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, into marketing the Marvel movies, the DC movies, all the superhero movies. I mean, you could just tell by the fact that, like, every time you turn on the TV, those are the commercials you see. If you look around town, those are the billboards you see. I mean, it's just Marvel DC, Marvel DC. They they spend like half a bill to make them, so they got to spend like half a bill to market them, so then they it's can ridiculous. make one point five bill. It's ridiculous stuff. Yeah. So there's no money left in their marketing budgets for rom-coms. So you know what they want to do? Potentially. If, if yeah, they have uh, alchemy, organic marketing with some something like this. Some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, page six fodder like this. And guess what? It's working. I'm probably going to watch anyone but you. Do you remember the last rom-com any of us anticipated? I
0: didn't even know they still made rom-coms, to be quite frank.
1: <laughs> they don't really. They yeah. really
0: don't. But I want them back. They're so fun because they're so stupid. Do you
1: remember in the mid two thousands when every single year Matthew McConaughey would come out with a signature rom com with a new leading, um, like, co star, new leading yeah. lady? Right. It would be like SJP was one of them. SJP uh, Hellier
0: to lunch, my one of my Hellier favorite rom coms of all time.
1: Uh, you had Kate Hudson in one of them. Do you remember that? It was a uh, How to Lose a Boyfriend or something. Oh, How to Lose a Boyfriend. Yeah. How? To, yeah. There. There you go. Every year, and those were anticipated films. Yeah, like the Marvels of today. You yeah. know, obviously not quite like the Marvels of today. They didn't want but... two hundred million, but they, they had the same level of anticipation. People were like
0: the Matthew McConaughey
1: rom-com of the summer.
0: Mm-hmm. I yep. miss that. I feel like the only one. There's the new like Jennifer Lawrence one that's coming out that people are excited about. Yes, but that's because it's Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Like no one's gonna be excited about Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. I'm sorry, they're just not. <laughs>
1: Did did we anticipate
0: Silver Linings Playbook? The rom-com with Bradley Coop? I know what Silver Linings Playbook is. Okay, you don't have to mansplain Silver Linings Playbook to me. Um... I would say it was anticipated, but that I don't think that was looked at more of like as an Oscar like movie between right. two actors. Like right. the Sydney Sweetney one is like a dumbass, stupid movie right. that like it's you're gonna watch with like two brain cells and like laugh a couple times and then be like, Oh, they're so hot and they're in love. Like there's not much it's It was a
1: romantic dramedy, not a rom com.
0: Yeah, Silver yeah. yeah. No, the yeah. playbook is dramatic at times. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. But it's great. It's a great, great movie. Um, well, I think it's smart. I think it's genius. I'm excited. I think we'll get a. I think we'll get more to the story when the press comes Mm -hmm. out a little bit. And unfortunately, I will be sat for this movie. You'll be. I will be going to see it somewhere. Maybe theaters. Maybe I'll wait till it's out. But I will be seated and ready for it. (laughs) I'll watch it. They're both. I've heard it's going to be good. I've heard. I've heard good things. But maybe it's just because of all this drama. Now, wait, who's telling you good things about this? Who have you heard this from? Just, just Twitter rumblings. There we go. I trust Twitter
1: with my life. So,
0: <laughs>
1: will you be buying the vape, though? That's the question that
0: the listeners want to get the answer to. We'll see what it looks like. What the design is. <laughs> the design we'll see is. how he designs it before I decide if I become a vapor because of him. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I mean, maybe as a you know, celebrity couple. Well, I guess you can't really call them a celebrity couple, but. We'll see how long they last. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Devine, I Are vape designers celebrities now? Everyone's a celebrity now. I feel like There's TikTokers. Something. Yeah, a public figures. We'll say true, but I wouldn't. You know, quite say they're as big of a celebrity couple as the next celebrity couple I want to talk about.
0: Hey, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> that wasn't as good of a segue as the. But previous I got one. it. You got it. Um, this is actually a segment. That I'm calling Celebrity Couple Mad Libs. Yep. I think it was our last episode, maybe the one prior, where we talked about uh, Chalamet, Timothée Chalamet, and Mm -hmm. Kylie Jenner. Yes. Obviously, Pete Davidson is a walking Mad Lib. Yep. Just everything he does, by the way. It's like suddenly Pete Davidson is the leading spokesperson for Taco Bell. What? Right. That that was confusing to me. Walking Mad Lib. Oh, and then I saw, did you see this, Rye? You're on Twitter. I am. Pete Dav- Davidson with the hoops mixtape. Did you see that? What's hoops? Basketball. <laughs> Why is it a mixtape? They call they call it that. Where it's it's just an edit, like a usually a sixty second edit of highlights, like good things that's one did on the basketball
0: court highlights. What? And Pete Davidson has one. Well, it's
1: like him hooping, playing basketball in I a like gym that.
0: somewhere. No,
1: and and it's a pete davidson mixtape i'm telling you he is a walking Mad Lib, and like uh, he's just grabbing rebounds you know scoring layups yeah this is made up it's
0: ai this is it, ai you know what maybe it was an ai video I, it's giving ai i'm sorry <laughs> it's giving ai uh anyway um
1: so celebrity couple mad libs as the segment here we're starting off with calice dating bill murray I would have never seen this coming, but, coming, but I love the couple. Do we? Know? Why not? Are they the same age? No, they're 30 years apart, but she's 43. She has agency, you know? Oh, she's okay, not, okay, okay. For some yeah. reason,
0: she's still, like, 25.
1: <laughs> well, I think maybe when Milkshake dropped, but yeah. by this point, 43, he's 72. Obviously, a 30-year age difference, okay. difference. but I don't think he's exploiting her.
0: Okay, so how do... Why are they dating, and How?
1: Okay, here is the story according to the U.S. Sun. All right. They sparked a romance after he watched her perform at the Mighty Hoopla Festival. Do you go to that, Rye?
0: I had tickets, but something came up. So, okay. Lollapaloo? Yeah. Did Lollapaloo come up? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, that's the festival in South London. He also apparently had been going to her other performances. So he's like a big milkshake fan. The milkshakes
0: bring Bill Murray... To the yard. To the yard, honestly. And that that makes sense. That that checks out. He does seem like a milkshake kind of guy. Um,
1: Apparently, a source close to the pair. And I'd say in our leaker power rankings, we used to do this all the time, ranking the types of leakers to tabloids. Yes. We had Spy always near the top, but I'd say sources close to the pair, one of the strongest leakers. Especially close is to
0: the pair. pair. Yes. You're Right. You don't really like a source. Sources could be anyone. But a source close to the pair, which means equally close to both members of said couple, I trust. And that's a rare sighting, I'd say. I don't get sources close to the pair often,
1: so. No, especially who, oh my God. Okay, can we, can we, detour? Both of them already. That is my question. Okay, please tell me the person, tell me the celebrity that is equally as close to Bill Murray as they are to Khalees.
0: I'm trying to rack my brain. It's giving six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but I can't, I, when did they, when, where is the circle? Where is the Zen diagram? The Venn diagram of Bill Murray and Keyless. Zen
1: Zen and Venn. I'm thinking someone who performs at SNL because they have the musical guest. It's Pete Davidson. (laughs) God damn it! It is, it It, is right. It always does. He is. You know, we're gonna have to revise the six degrees of bacon to the three degrees of
0: Pete. It's, it's Pete. It's he's changed the equation. He's a close to. He's a source close to the pair. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you.
1: So so let's let me amend that. Allegedly, uh, Pete Davidson told the U.S. (laughs) because he's the source close to the pair. Yeah that they've been getting close for a while. So this is not really a new thing. Okay, A friend, so not the source close to the pair, a friend told the U.S. Sun, quote, they've met up in the States before, which got people in the industry talking, and now they're meeting up in London while they're both here. They've clearly hit it off. They were both seen at the same hotel, and he's been to watch her perform several times before he went to Mighty Hoopla but they've also both shared recent, relatively recent bereavements oof, and have that common bond between them, end quote.
0: So it looks like we have a new celebrity couple, right? I stan. You know, I don't stan a lot of celebrity couples because they're annoying to me and fake. This one seems real and I'm <laughs> into it.
1: This seems more real
0: than Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, this seems more real than a lot of the shit that we have to put up with, and I'm happy for them. I'm really happy for them as, as a source close to the pair. I'm very happy to them. I honestly, I believe this celebrity couple more than I believe Timothée Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. Absolutely, yes. They just seem fun. They seem like they just go. They're just having fun.
1: And this James is why it works.
0: Bill fun. Murray is fun bill murray is fun famously funny yeah, like,
1: too funny and fun do you remember that whole like tour he did where he was just like i think it was either weddings or frat houses i forget what he was doing but he was going around the country and just
0: like ah, can i attend your wedding can i like sleep in your frat house he's just silly man and he's he did this, silly. Like, in i don't don't remember that in the slightest but i'm sure it was really silly <laughs> just like him I I don't know if I'm making that story up, but it sounds right. It sounds AI once again, but right. Um, I stan. I mean, Groundhog Day is one of the best movies of all time. So, oh yeah, I is honestly day? You know, he he's the star of Groundhog Day, but yeah, there are so day, right? many
1: movies that Bill Murray is in that I just love, love, love.
0: Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. I mean, I could go on and on. I used to get Bill Murray and um, Robin Williams confused because they just both Mm. so many iconic, kind of like Mm -hmm. funny. Very different comedic actors, though. No, very different. But I just feel like as like growing up, watching all their movies, like they just kind of blended into one like kind of silly Mm -hmm. white guy to me. But um, no, very different styles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to give you an independent movie of uh, Bill
1: Murray's to watch, Broken Flowers. Okay. I never hear anyone talking about it. I watched it like 15 years ago, maybe longer ago. It's a really good movie. Independent film. Bill Murray crushes it. He's great in it. Is
0: it funny, sad, scary?
1: More sad. Okay. I love a
0: comedic sad. Yes. A comedic person does sad. And he does it really well. And he's he's more famous
1: for Lost in Translation in that type of role. Oh, right. I've never seen it. But I think I like Broken Flowers better.
0: Check it out. I'll watch both. I'll watch both.
1: So okay, let's move on to our next celebrity couple. This one just seems absolutely insane. It's not really real. I I you know I kind of stretched this out a little bit here. Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian.
0: I just want to say you put this on here just to make me mad and ruin my day. Um, this feels like a personal <laughs> attack on me. Um, I will be calling my agent to discuss. Um, New terms of your uh, contract? Yeah, clearing topics before um, they are put on our notes because I couldn't care less about two people on this planet, Earth. On this planet, which is Earth, I couldn't care less. We we don't really have to talk about it. Here's the thing. I really, you know,
1: including this in this segment was kind of a huge stretch. But with Kim Kardashian, you just never know what she's going to do, where she's going to take her PR orchestrated relationships. And you could admit that, Rai. She is arguably, well, I think it's been going on for decades, but she is the modern pioneer of it, I'd say. Sure. PR orchestrated relationships. I mean, I remember when she started dating Pete Davidson, one of the things we talked about was her trying to change her image from the whole I'm Kanye's partner. Yes, exactly. I'm no longer Kanye's partner. Now I'm the cool, silly girl or whatever. I could have fun. I could be on SNL. Mm -hmm. Um, They supposedly like met and hit it off Mm -hmm. while she was a guest on SNL. Mm -hmm. So I could see her new pivot being, I've only ever dated failed athletes. Now watch me. date the greatest of all time. And Tom Brady, because, you know, famously, um, Reggie Bush, there was also Chris Humphreys, um, She's dated a lot of athletes. None of them very successful ones, though. Sure. You know, uh, ironically, did you see her like wearing this T-shirt that was like um, Kendall Jenner starting five? No. Did you see not. this? It, it was a T-shirt of all, all the, ba- like, well, not all, five basketball players that Kendall Jenner has dated. Mm-hmm. And you know how there's like a starting five in basketball? Yes. Yes. So it said Kendall Jenner starting five, and it was the five basketball players that Kendall Jenners dated. Anyway, Kim was wearing the shirt and a lot of people roasted her for it because they're like, Yeah, and you were with like Chris Humphreys, who yeah. you know, couldn't start for anyone. Was Kendall with like good people? She was with pretty great players. Good for like, her. Devin Booker, one of them. One of the one of the best players in the league right now. Okay. Yeah. Was he on the nuggets? No. Phoenix oh, Suns. Phoenix Suns. Looks like he wasn't one of the best. No, he, he was one of the best. Uh, nope. Blake Griffin.
0: <laughs> if he was one of the
1: best, he would have won. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he hasn't won yet. But um, I don't know if she, she hasn't been with anyone who's won a championship, actually. Well, mm. what's next? Interesting. Um. So Tom Brady would be a change of pace for the Kardashian-Jenner family because he's won oh. a lot of championships. Yeah. Does, Does he still p- play? Uh, like, he's retired, but sharp. he retired before and came back. Some people are predicting that he may come back again. Sharp.
0: That's just what Tom Brady does. He's addicted to football. Yeah, what a guy. He kisses his son on the mouth too.
1: <laughs> Have you seen those videos?
0: Uh yeah, I've seen those videos. Disgusting. He also has never had a tomato.
1: Yeah, that is bizarre.
0: I, I just, love yeah. tomatoes. I mean, I don't like love tomatoes, but it's like I've had I've they're they're everywhere how have you i love tomatoes
1: you know who loves tomatoes Hmm. our friend king b king oh does he loves tomatoes why do you know that about him he i think i think his family grows them or something and he once brought me like a batch of tomatoes no his mom does famously grow them in the backyard okay yeah yeah there you go there you go camille also the biggest tomato fan in the world I would have, have a tomato
0: I, with every meal. would have tomato for breakfast. I love tomatoes. I'm not like going to like, right. I'm not going to like, you have. just said, I don't love tomatoes. You just said, no, that. no. I said, I don't like, I'm not like, oh my God, I love tomatoes. I'm like, oh, I like tomatoes. Like when they're around, I'm like, yes, I, I'm not going to say like, hey, You no, love, I'm, or do you like tomatoes? I like tomatoes. I'm not going to say, don't put tomatoes on that. I want it on things that they come on, but I'm not like, I'm not like having like a visceral reaction to like liking tomatoes that much. Mushrooms <laughs> on the other hand, don't get me started. You like or you don't like? Love it. mushrooms. Put them on everything. Things, Love mushrooms. Things they're not supposed to be on. Put it on.
1: Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So Tom Brady, infamously <laughs> well weird diet. Very weird diet. But it's not. I don't know if it's a weird diet. I don't want to call anyone's diet weird. Um, yeah, shame. Right. I'm. See. This is how we talk now. So maybe. Uh, yeah. The Sex and City writers we were correct. We? Yeah. <laughs> it's giving just like that. <laughs> it's giving and just like that. Um. He's just very particular about what he eats. He's nuts all the time, avocado all the time, avocado ice cream because Uh, he wants to keep his body in peak shape. Sure. Yeah. Here's the thing with Brady and Kardashian. Apparently, they're just close friends now. But the reason why I included this is because I wanted to be ahead on it.
0: Right. Because that's what we do. We famously break. As we just talked about Sydney Sweeney from three months ago. We're always on top of the stories. I don't
1: want to miss out on this
0: opportunity to say,
1: you know, we saw the breadcrumbs. And I think Kim Kardashian does this. Speaking of PR, you know what I think she does? I think that she will put out a story like this mm-hmm. where the story is really like they, the headline was something like Are Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian dating? Right, and then the story goes into how they're they're like really close friends, and you know they've been hanging out in the Bahamas together or whatever. Um, But but there's nothing romantic. They just really really like each other. I think she throws out there to see what the public response to the potential coupling is. Right, like are people shipping? She wants to see is there is there a high ship meter to it? Right, where they go, ooh, eighty percent of the public is shipping Brady and. Kim, um, I don't know what the public response to this was. Broadly speaking, um, you know how we'll know if they end up together. If they end up together, then people mm-hmm. were really down with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to throw it out there; it's probably not going to happen, but I think it's funny that clearly someone is trying to to to, to test, test the, the, out, water. test yeah. the waters, suss out how, how people are feeling about it.
0: Well, you know how you know what we do know how people are feeling about. <laughs> What's that? The Vanderpump Rules finale reunion reaction, shocking, um, shocking exposure and um reveal. Obviously, if you guys have ever listened to our podcast, you know where Vanderpump Rules stands. We are Bravo Girls, and we have been eating up <laughs> this season with Scandaval, and it's finally come to a close. People who don't watch Random Pump Rules are probably so happy that it's over. <laughs> but um, I thought we would just give a little wrap. We've been talking about it throughout the scandal. I mm-hmm. thought we'd give a little wrap up on how we think the season ended, how we think the Me reunion too. went, how we think the quote unquote final five minutes shocking reveal was. Yep. Um, we texted a little bit about it mm-hmm. afterwards, but I don't think we went too far into it. So no, what, 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 what was your reaction? How do you feel? So okay, like
1: I texted you, I don't think the big reveal was as shocking at it as it was hyped up to be. Right. Um, Which we, we, everyone was expecting that. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, I guess the reason why I was a little underwhelmed is that I genuinely thought the big reveal was going to be that her and Sandoval had um had been hooking up while Raquel and James were still together I really thought that that's
0: also too what I thought it was gonna be
1: and that would have been shocking even though I was expecting it if that was confirmed my jaw would have been on the floor like wow and that's why the engagement ended because she's the one who ended it and my gosh Sandoval and um, Schwartz's insistence that this only sparked up in August. It was even a year before that. Mm-hmm. It would have, I mean, it would have been just totally stunning, even though some people expect, most people honestly expected that to be the big reveal. Turns out that, like, the timeline pretty much what we all thought it was, right? Um, because the supposed big reveal in that was that they hooked up, you know, during the wedding festiv- festivities. Um, For Sheena. But we all knew that anyway. Like it was supposedly a big reveal. They just hadn't copped to it. But we all knew that obviously that happened. Because Sheena for so long had been insisting that it happened. Because uh, Sandoval and Raquel were both gone for hours. Right. Late to Bachelor and Bachelorette festivities. Right. What else could they be doing? You know. In hindsight. It's so obvious. But you know. The one thing that I really thought was fascinating. And it actually ties into like a story we could talk about that just popped up this week. I thought Raquel saying that she genuinely believed that her Sandoval and Ariana could be a throuple. I thought
0: that yeah. was the most stunning reveal. That was weird to me because it's just giving delusion. It's very delusional. I, I feel like I don't want to say I feel bad for, her, but I like how
1: can you think that?
0: Yeah. And it'd be different if she was like. I feel like she wanted to like she wanted to be a throuple, like fully, like the three of us are dating, which honestly would have been pretty iconic and great for the show. Yeah, yeah truly. <laughs> there's also the difference of like she could have also just been like, well, what if you just bring me in for like a fun threesome, like here mm-hmm. and there, like warmed and then up into it, be, like, a little bit more open, a little more fluid, like whatever. We know that Ariana's not against that because famously yeah. Lala ate her out in the backseat of the car. She's like so, sexually
1: in. Yeah, so. so
0: that could have been like maybe a way to get at least to the idea of it running about um, Tom and Raquel t- to Ariana, but obviously they're both too fucking stupid to figure that out. <laughs> um, to me, the most shocking thing and quite frankly, only shocking thing, obviously the reveal was like, they hooked up in Tom and Ariana's house when Ariana was at her grandma's funeral, which was just fucked up. But we all figured that. Right, but to like admit it, but it was the way that she admitted it that was really shocking to me of like basically breaking down and like copying to everything except how she was like, this was the one thing we agreed we would not admit to, but like admitting it as she's saying we're not admitting it. Right. Um and just like you could tell the way she broke down and was crying and was so like like shaking and nervous and like whatever that like she's afraid of Tom Zandwell. mm-hmm And she's afraid, like she even said, if I tell him, if if I if I admit to this, I'm afraid he'll leave me and then I'll have no one. It's like that is just the epitome of like. Emotional manipulation and abuse. And like that man is scary, as Lala had said multiple times. Like, Tom Sandoval is scary. And I know this because I used to be married to one or engaged to one or whatever.
1: Although um, I don't want to equate him to Randall only because Randall's accused of like pretty significant. No,
0: for sure. But in crimes, terms of yeah. like the manipulation and the lying and the, the emotional
1: like, aspect, the emotional yeah. aspect,
0: for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And just like there are guys like that that and I'm sure women as well and people in general, but it's just, you could tell that Raquel was manipulated into thinking this was going to be a thing. And they kept saying like the way that Tom's talking to Ariana right now, Hey girl, he's going to talk to you like that soon too. Like you're not different from the rest of these girls, whatever.
1: I bet it was an ultimatum where he said, if you do not say this, then I will leave you. Yeah. And at that point Raquel has no one. So that's like uh, an intense situation to be in, you know? Yeah.
0: It was just a really, especially of her kind of like staying very, um, level throughout the actual reunion and not Mm -hmm. crying until like they were backstage and then like not really showing emotions during the season or in her interviews to see her like break down and have that be kind of the ending of it was very, that was good TV to me. I thought the actual reveal of the information was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all figured, but it was, it was really intense I thought I was happy I was like overall happy with the whole reading and how to play it out Uh,
1: overall uh, it was to your point so intense like there were so many times where I felt like my heart was skipping a beat Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. there was cringe there was anticipation you know you're on the edge of your seat there's tension you're trying to read Sandoval and Raquel at all times and and then there's honestly sometimes like a pretty. I had some pretty intense reactions just to the, um, the in the intensity in which that other the other side of the couch, if you will. I, I know they're not sitting on couches, but mm-hmm. the figurative couch. How they were just down Sandoval and Raquel's throats. Not mm-hmm. that they didn't deserve it. Right. Not that, it, but it was it was so.
0: It was a lot passionate,
1: yeah. You know, and and you like would love it, but then you go, oh my god, that's, whew. I mean, yeah. really ripping out the throat there, you know, <laughs> like it was going intense. for the jugular, and I mean, saying some stuff that, I, you know, I I can't say that they didn't deserve. I can't I can't say that I wouldn't say the same things if I was that hurt. You understand it? I mean, even Sandoval and Raquel. I mean, to their credit, not to give them credit, but to their credit, they would say i deserve this you know they would sit there and be like yeah no i have to take hell more so than tom right yes but like they like you know ariana literally saying and lala at times saying similar things if paraphrasing right you two are subhuman you are not worthy of life you know like it's like stuff i wouldn't necessarily say to my worst enemy like straight up i wouldn't but
0: wow uh also
1: i usually don't I, I'm not in the same room as my enemies, I'll put it that way. I try to avoid right. them. When you're stuck in a room, I think the emotions heighten to a degree that is, uh, is generally not seen in society. Maybe that's, you
0: know? why, maybe that's why Kim Cattrall will not do the show because it'll right. end up being that intense. I will say it was also the first time them seeing yeah. them since it broke. And if my timeline is correct, which is a huge thing these days, is your timeline correct? they filmed that like three weeks after it got revealed. So it was still so fresh. Like obviously now it's been many a month when we were watching it back, but like, yeah, they filmed that within, within weeks of it getting released, which is, no, I I
1: think you're absolutely right. I I think the scandal broke on March 3rd. And then I think they filmed March 23rd. So like exactly 20 days, you know, three weeks, basically it was crazy.
0: Fresh. We'll say that. So can I ask you,
1: um, two questions on production? Like, if you would have done these two things differently, because Camille and I have talked about this. Uh, one, on the point of when the reunion was shot, would you have maybe waited another couple weeks to film it so, th- so it isn't that intense? Where literally, just the whole time, basically, they're shushing Sandoval. You couldn't even hear. Not that you necessarily want to hear what he has to say, but, you know, a great reunion oftentimes is two sides going you know, back and forth. Um, so would you have maybe waited another couple weeks? So it wasn't so fresh. On the other hand, I totally understand wanting it fresh. Second question. Would you have had Raquel on for only 45 minutes? Because in re- like from, from my point of view, uh, well, let me hear your, well, let me hear your take on those two things because I have a pretty strong take, at least on the second question.
0: Your second question is, would you, would you have had Raquel be on it for longer than she was? Yeah. Would you
1: have only had her for 45 or maybe longer?
0: Um, first Obviously, fresh- so for the listeners,
1: uh, Sheena was on for the first two parts. So she was on for like the two hour, whatever, hour and a half. And then Raquel got the last 45 minutes. They couldn't be in the same room. Restraining order. Y'all probably know this if you're listening at
0: this point. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, wh- wh- how do you feel about that? Freshness, I would say, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference because I don't think that Ariana or any of them would have talked to Tom anymore or less had they waited like another two weeks. So I don't think it would have been, maybe they would have been a little more less, a little less heated, but I still think they would not want to hear what he has to say just as much, which is fine. I quite frankly didn't necessarily want to hear what he had to say either because he just didn't show sure. any accountability. Like, Fair. No accountability. The one time he cried, it was obviously because they were being mean to him. Um,
1: do you I- remember the one near the end of the episode when he's like, I still love you? Because that seemed so fake.
0: No, it was so fake. Oh, my God. It it's really like, seemed so fake. It's oh like the God. scene when he like had the mental breakdown at Lisa's. I'm like, this is you acting. Um, he's just not that good of an actor. Oh, was terrible. Um, I would say maybe they should have like, they shouldn't have been shushing him as much, I guess. But like at a certain point also, like we're seeing just bits of hours and hours of filming. Maybe they did let him talk more and everything that came out of his mouth was so just like, that they're like, just fucking shut up. I mean, the t-shirt thing, my God, come on. Disgusting. The t-shirt thing. Don't get me started. I will throw my computer out the window. Um, (laughs) Raquel. Raquel. I would have liked to have seen Raquel on it longer because I think that Raquel was giving at least better answers than Tom. And he even said it like afterwards. He was like, you handled that way better than I did. Yep. Because she immediately apologized to Ariana, immediately took accountability when, you know, when she was like, you're subhuman, you're disgusting. Like, I wish nothing. She's like, I know, I know. I don't blame you for that, blah, blah, blah. So at least she was there to like, own up to what she was doing. Unlike, I don't think Tom Sandoval ever once was there to own up. I think he was there to like make excuses to throw a hissy fit and to whatever the fuck his outcome was. So I would have liked to have seen more Raquel because I think she had more to say that was more interesting to watch and more of like a back and forth of the two sides.
1: And honestly, regardless of, you know, whether she handled it well or not, if I was going into that production as a producer and I'm orchestrating the show, we talked about this ride dating back to the start of the season before Scandival. The whole show this season was about Raquel. Great. Every step of the way before Scandival even broke because Great. it was her wanting to get with Schwartz and Katie being upset about it. And then it was the girls' trip and how they all kind of like bullied her. And then. Uh, you know, she she left to go to the, the boys night, but then there was also the whole Garcelle's son thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which they didn't even touch on in the reunion. Right. Yeah. The whole season revolved around Raquel, whether y'all like it or not. You know, like right. everyone reviles her at this point, but we all have to kind of admit that she gave us a great season of television. Totally. From start to finish from start to finish. It wasn't just the scandal that broke right. after the ending of the show. Um and then they went back to filming because of how fucking devastating it was for everyone involved. Right. Um to only have Raquel on for one part of the reunion. seems nonsensical to me. That, like that's why I, I said I have strong thoughts on it. I, I honestly if y'all wanted Sheena for two parts because she's Sheena, I get it. She's been there since day dot. She is she was the original Raquel. She, she the whole she is the original. The whole central plot point of Vanderpump Rules and its premiere, its pilot, was she was Raquel to Brandy Glanville.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she
1: mm-hmm. she she was the Raquel to Brandy Glanville's Ariana Maddox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's Ariana Maddox's is Bl- Brandy Gl- Glanville, right? And that kicked off Vanderpump Rules. She you know Sheena was the mistress, and she she had all all this you know press talking about her right she slept with eddie sibrian brandy glanville's husband blah 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 okay i get it you don't want to have sheena on for one part and kick her out right there's a respect to an og they should have made it four parts two parts of sheena two parts of Raquel.
0: my other thing is like they obviously did the whole first episode was focused on scandal the second episode was focused on the other stories that happened Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Which was why, no offense, it was a little bit more boring of an episode. And then it was like, all right, now we're doing a third episode on Scandal with Raquel instead of Sheena. Right. Sure, I get it. It's, it's just also-
1: crazy to me that Raquel is only on one part of a reunion that's all about her.
0: Right. I just think, I mean, it's Raquel's doing with the with the stupid... If she didn't do that stupid restraining order, we would have had her for all three parts. <laughs> I know, but also the restraining order was kind of legendary in retrospect. No, it's, it was iconic. legendary and iconic, and them having like the cutaways to them in the trailers was so silly and so I funny, mean, and I love it. Sheena was
1: great in the trailer, you know, watching so the third the part. Like it was great yeah. to watch. Sheena it was great to watch. Raquel, it was, it was funny. It was great. No, I, honestly, okay. it was a re- reunion first.
0: You always live for those firsts, right? Yeah. You'll probably never get it again. No, I just like I wish they could have had everyone there the whole time. I think it would have right been a whole different dynamic, obviously, but I was a little shocked that they weren't bringing her out until the third episode. I thought, yeah. And I was shocked. I make, we've had four part episode. We've had four part reunions seasons that were far less interesting than this season. So I was a little shocked that it wasn't a four part reunion. I wonder if they were trying not to let like the hype die down. If there was one more week, would people still be interested, but. I'm missing it. So
1: I I think we still would have been.
0: Yeah. Secrets revealed.
1: <laughs> okay, I only have two minutes here, right? So let's really, really quickly talk about. Well, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna mention this. Nima Vand, uh, Shaw's of Sunset cast member. Him and Raquel went on a few dates. He said that Raquel told him once upon a time that she wanted to hook up with Ariana. Okay, which I think is it ties into the whole Throuple thing. So it's we don't right. need to have a whole dialogue about it. But it, I think it's interesting. I think it does speak to the fact that. And this was well before Scandival. This was apparently like April 2022. So, you know, it seems like Raquel maybe was sincere that she wanted to date both Ariana and Sandoval. She was into both of them. Maybe her
0: master plan was I'll get with Tom and then I'll be able to get with Ariana at the end. Hmm? I I don't think she's smart enough to get that far, but.
1: She even said, I think, in the third part of the reunion, I really love Ariana. I think she's an amazing human yeah. being, blah, 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 which is odd to say about a person that you've betrayed and stabbed in the back. But mm-hmm. it could be true. Both things could be true. Contradictory. Both things but- could be true. They're not mutually
0: exclusive, I don't think. Final um, thing,
1: though. I want to get your thoughts on Vanderpump Villa. So for I'm the listeners about- who don't know, Vanderpump Villa, it's going to be a new Vanderpump uh, cinematic universe show about the staff at LVP's French villa. They serve
0: wealthy guests who rent out the villa gonna be a new show it's giving below deck
1: on land
0: and i'm i'm i will be sat i will be sat um i will be watching and who knows maybe someone we know will be on it um i
1: love it i can't wait my only comment is give me also vanderpump vegas
0: i want that as well yeah 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 vegas is a great setting that's why you're going right I'll be there in two days, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I will watch anything Vanderpump related at this point and, um, you know, ride the wave while you can ride, ride the, ride the exposure while you can. She's a, exactly. she's a businesswoman. Let's go. So, and so
1: is Ariana, by the way, apparently oh, racking up, a million dollars in endorsements in the last oh. three months. Woo! Yeah. Good
0: for her, girl. Good for her. She is Are some it. of them a little questionable? Yes. But you know what? We'll still... We'll allow it. We'll allow it. The Duracell it. one? That was funny. Um,
1: it. Well, we only have one minute left, so we're going to wrap up. Rye, love you. Uh, have a great yeah, thanks, time man. at Vanderpump Vegas this weekend. Um, I can't wait to hear your review on the I'm cocktails uh everyone thank you for listening follow us on you know tiktok or wherever else you like to enjoy your social media at holly Shirk pod give us a follow give us a five-star review on five-star review. The apple podcast app um and join us the next time could be next week could be in four weeks who knows Who's no to matter say? what we're gonna have great celebrity scandals for you rye love you talk to you soon bye